This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and My Mortgage Team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. Money. Carrie Ann, welcome back. Welcome into the 2023. I can, I could barely get, I was barely getting used to writing 2022. And then somebody said, hey, you know, that's 2022. No, it's no longer counting. <laughs> so you got to change that number. So anyway, I, I struggle with that. And we have an awesome guest with we us do. today. We're excited. Hello. We're going to talk about a topic that most realtors don't find themselves talking about it, including myself. Mm-hmm. And that is the future of your life. And so, so, uh, uh, Tyler here, Tyler Johnson is with um, Peachtree Planning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Peachtree Plant. Peachtree Plant. It's a mouthful, by the way. Peachtree uh, Planning. Peachtree Planning in Tennessee. Yep. And so I, I got to know your mentor a little bit, and uh, so the what we want everybody to do is consider what it would look like if you had a plan mm-hmm. for your future, not just not just winging it, not just flying by the seat of your pants like I have for the last 29 years, pretty much. But, you know, so real quickly, uh, what happened with me was uh, one of our agents came into my office, shout out to Kara Hermes, and said, I want you to meet this guy. He is opening my world up to the future as far as, you know, investments, investment properties, and, you know, what I want my life to look like Mm -hmm. 10 years, 20 years down the road. And I'm thinking, holy cow, uh, how come I haven't done that before now, you know? And so in sitting down with Tyler then and saying, okay, well, how can you help an old guy like me? He hit on some points that were very poignant to Connie and I as far as planning for the future and what does it look like and how do you leave a legacy? And I mean, I have no intention of getting out of real estate anytime soon, but someday they're going to want to get the old guy out of the way, you know? <laughs> I mean, they're going to want to do that. And, um, you know, I was... I don't tell people this because it was a painful moment in my life, uh, but a, a guy that I worked, I was down in, in uh, Florida, I don't know, a couple years ago, and I ran into a guy that I used to work with down there, and bless his heart, and no offense to anybody, please, but bless his heart, he, he's probably, I don't know how old he is, but he was, he was walking in with a walker, mm-hmm. you know, and could barely hold this file under his arm because he was dealing with his walker, and he was still selling real estate. Mm. And, you know, I don't want to be in that, place i want to talk about okay how do i you know how do i keep from being the place where at 85 years old that i've got to still be working you know i mean Mm -hmm. we got to think we've got to think about the future and unfortunately as real estate people we don't always do that i don't know if maybe mortgage people do better than no i think we all live in the moment right and so and we're just trying to survive tomorrow and the 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 market of what it is and so to even take a moment and think through uh, what 5, 10, 20, 25 years, you know, would mm-hmm. look like. I mean, my thoughts are if I took the time when I was in my 20s to set myself up Holy for my cow. 40s, it would yeah. look a lot different, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it's now thinking yeah. in your 40s, what you can do to set yourself up for your 60s, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, yeah. And I think this is a huge win, so we're grateful to have you with us today. Yeah. So, Thanks for having so me So you'll laugh at this, uh, Tyler, but my, my business plan was 
I don't want to be working when I'm 60 if I don't want to be working. Right. That was my plan, okay? <laughs> that was as far as it went sure. was, and I don't want to be working. And <laughs> just yeah. last and couple so, weeks ago. <laughs> and so when 60 came along, and, and trust me, guys, this thing happens way quicker than what you think. It's like one day you've got a little kid, the next day that kid's got a kid, and mm-hmm. then <laughs> lo and behold, that kid's got a kid. i got great grandkids now. I mean, this happens that quickly, it feels like. And and so now I've moved that. I don't want to be working when I'm 80 if I don't want to be working. <laughs> but that's where I go back to the older gentleman that I ran into recently that he and I used well, to work Well, you're a young <clears throat> 70, yeah. you know. So. That's right. Early in the year. Yeah. New year, you know. That's you know. right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you, Tyler, as to, you know, what brought you to this point in life and, yeah. and, and how, why should someone that's in the real estate industry be listening in today as to how can you help them potentially, okay? So how'd you get... Uh, yeah. Tell us about you. I know you used to it's play been, baseball. Oh, yeah. It's been a heck of a journey. Uh, so just to give you guys uh, a little bit of context, I grew up in Southern California originally, northern Los Angeles area, right on Simi Valley, and uh, lived there until I was 18. Was lucky enough to go play baseball at Stony Brook University in New York. Got a baseball scholarship. Um, oh. That was kind of my original path. Um, wanted to play professional baseball. Um, what position did you play? I was a pitcher. A pitcher. I was a pitcher, yep. Uh, so, um you know, was lucky enough to be, you know, uh, first uh, academic and, and consensus All-American my senior year in college. Wow. Um, took my team to the College World Series. But in doing so, I um, ended up having two broken vertebrae in my back and a, and a busted hip. <laughs> wow. Uh, and so I played professional baseball for three years after that with the A's organization. Um, wow. And then by 23, I retired. Uh, so oh, okay. I've been through one retirement already. <laughs> right. Already. So, um, and it sounds like a, a body beat up too. Uh, oh you yeah. Know? <laughs> when, when you get to that point in your career, it's either one of two things happens. Either you get lucky enough to stay healthy for a longer period of time, or you just fizzle out even the mm-hmm. most talented guys in the world, you know? So, um, you know, I, I moved back home. It, you can imagine at that point in time, I didn't quite know what else to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew my, I'm from a family full of teachers. So I knew I wanted to teach originally. Mm-hmm. So I took a year off. Um, then went to coach in junior college and uh, worked in uh, actually in an adaptive aquatics department. So a workout facility for people with disabilities. Oh, wow. Um, did that for two years. Really loved it. But as I told you guys before, in pre-show, uh, property taxes in California will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so my wife and I bought a home, got the first bill in our mortgage, and we were like, we got to get the heck out of here as fast as possible. Sure, sure. So she's great. She's let, me, let me ask you a difficult yeah. question. All oh, right. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm yeah. known for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on the damn oh, spot he here. Is. <laughs> you didn't bring any of those crazy, that, that crazy belief uh, from California no, here. No, 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 no. Of course not. And he did that. And he went there. <laughs> um, and he went there. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're watching this, this is, I got to get a haircut like tomorrow. So um, anyway, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm just kidding, but not really. Okay. I mean, I, <laughs> so, so. Well, you know, it's uh, there's always both ends of the spectrum. You know, there's a, there's a yeah. lot of endearing things about California, and I tell my wife all the time if if I had lived in California in the 70s or 80s, yeah, I think which I, I did. Yeah, I, I think I'm I from California. Thought yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, right? it um, was. But as soon as I got to the point in my life, I, I was like, I just got to leave. It just yeah. 11 million people living in one area, traffic, taxes, just yeah. destroys you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. not to mention the fact that someone who's a millennial trying to purchase a home. You know, sure. eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars for a fifteen hundred square foot place. You know, right? It's bananas. So, so share. So you got and you and your wife moved here, mm-hmm. and so how did you get into the financial planning world? Yeah. So originally, I was teaching here uh, for a little bit, but then it just it didn't quite work out. And I figured, you know, I, I really enjoyed helping people. I really enjoyed educating people, and I just didn't really like the like the relationships I had when I was in professional baseball with financial people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very like kind of transactional. It was mm-hmm. very put money in a fund and we'll talk to you every couple of years. So sure. when I got approached by Peachtree Planning, um, it was just a very different model. Um, it was a model of care. 
it was a model of understanding um, how people's uh, lives have been, how they want to be going, and looking at people's entire financial picture and assisting them over a longer period of time. So I really like, I mean, I love our boss. It's amazing to have him in the Cor- office. Corky's a, a good guy. Yep. I mean, I Corky had to, does. I mean, as much as I thought you were probably okay, you know, <laughs> he brought a whole level of, uh, you know, of confidence, I guess, to the party. I right. mean, with that much... I mean, as old as I am, and he's been doing what he's doing as long or longer than I have, and so maybe I needed that uh, just to really, because I, you know, for me to, to embrace this right now, because I, I have waited so long, that's why I'm trying to encourage you not to, you the listener, mm-hmm. not to, is I've waited so long, and so now I've got to, you know, get serious about it if I'm going to have any sort of retirement. Yeah. You know, I mean, anyhow, so continue on. No, um, and that's a great, exa- I mean, again, I'm a firm believer in, in quality management. I'm a firm believer in, in people who care about you at the office. And mm-hmm. uh, Corky and his son, Dustin, who runs the office, I mean, they're amazing people. So that's one of the reasons I like being there, like staying there. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, that's where we, especially people that are 35, 36 years old, if you are being, if you are successful at what you do now, if you have had a, a good last five, six, seven years, especially in the real estate world, you know, did you do enough to weather the storm? Right. Right. The potential storm. When we don't know it, you know, every time I get up, I read an article that says, you know, the recession's coming in six months or it's going to last three years. It's going to last, you know, mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows what Nobody. tomorrow looks like? Right. And if you live through, I, mean, I was, I lived through the 2008 one. My parents lost a good majority of their investments during that portion of time. And so you saw the challenges that took place there. But that's yeah, really, that was a good thing, though, because all of us that did you know hang on in that during the time we've tried to make some adjustments one right. of those adjustments is paying attention so we're ready to do what carrie ann does and that's pivot <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. you know i think so many and they say there's such a large number of folks that are not prepared for retirement many people that i talk to are does not matter what they make within their paycheck they live paycheck you know to paycheck um, and so as we approach this new world um, that possibly is what we some of us know to be normal, but you know some may be feeling it as a, a major shift. You're feeling a lot of the financial pressures, right? Um, where we used to be able to do whatever we wanted to do, right. and now we aren't doing that. We're making some cuts. We're compressing on some on some things, um, but again, we still have to think about you know tomorrow um, and what does that look like. You know, you reference do you, I want to work for so long? You know, I think <laughs> your spirit and mine is probably to always be working whether that's in the garden or you know mm-hmm. uh working on 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 this or that but <clears throat> you know having that that drive to continue to work but hopefully not for the purpose of i have to make a dollar you're just being able to work because you are able to make a dollar right? Um, right and so planning for that the future is is key especially when we are true business owners and that's the thing is we, what we want to start to continue to get um, through our mind is that we are the CEOs of our own business, which means we get to set up our future. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we wanted to make that, you know, look, I'm really blessed. My mom back in the day would always take 50% of my money. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought she was stealing it actually. And it, you know, whether I made $5 babysitting, she got two fifty, you know, and all the things. And I'm very grateful. You're on now. a tough split. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a real estate office charging. A oh, few she did. <laughs> but again, when I turned 18, I got my, my money, but she oh. um, <clears throat> taught me the importance of a savings. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, I've always been that, but when you meet another individual that was never brought up with a savings, mm-hmm. like the concept of t- 
to to save is not one that comes natural, right? That was engraved mm-hmm. um, and very painful for my upbringing yeah. for, for many years. But now I get into that rhythm where I don't like to touch it. It's over there. It's not touched. It is for a rainy day or something sure. um, that can it can better, you know, um, help leverage future growth, you know, opportunities down the road. So share all the things. It sounds like you specialize with working in, with, in more of the real estate community. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it just so happens this past year when we've been doing succession planning with people, we've run into a few real estate developers um, in the area that need our help from a variety of perspectives. Um, and just to give you a little bit of background about the succession planning, it's exactly what you're talking about, which is when we run into business owners, especially small business owners, usually in the million to $100 million space, you know, throughout the life of the business, there's very little money being pushed out to the personal side. All of the money is being reinvested back into the business. And so you end up uh, at age 55 or 60 thinking to yourself, okay, I'm going to get a certain amount for my business. Right. And the question is, are you going to actually get that amount? Mm-hmm. Right. And who is going to pay you for that? Right. You know, and so if we start to look at the the metrics behind it, you know, an outside sale, someone in coming in to buy your business, there's like a there's like an 8% off a 20% chance that that the reality of that is going to happen. So people usually transition to a loved one. They transition to a child that doesn't want to take over. They transition to a key person Mm -hmm. or they come back and go down with the ship essentially. Right. So what we want to do is exactly what you were referring to, which is provide options from the very beginning Mm -hmm. to say, Hey, not only can we, you know, base this off of maybe you selling your business at some point in time, potentially, but also you have enough over here to not really care about it as much Mm -hmm. or, to go work in your garden or to go spend time with your family while not worrying about the maintenance of your life's mm-hmm. work. Um, but I think, so, I think this sentence here that you wrote uh, as notes, Tyler is really something everybody ought to think about because I, I mean, it does speak to the heart of the matter. And I think focusing on building and maintaining your business rather than thinking of it as a simply a transitory career. Yeah. God, that is so true in the mm-hmm. real estate industry. People think of it as a transitory career. It's, it's, well, it's, you know, I've always liked real estate. You know, I've always liked watching, you know, shows about real estate, you know, this kind of stuff. They don't really understand the the, the career part of it and treating it like you said earlier and like Jason says all the time about, is this a business? Are you truly int- uh, just interested or are you committed to, to making this a career? I think if you're committed to making it a career, I think one thing you're going to do is think about the future. What, the, what does this look like five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and not simply swing that at the uh you know from the seat of your pants as a transitory one right yeah and i think some folks get confused when you talk about a million dollar business well you are a million dollar business when you close a million dollars right within your <laughs> transaction and so it's easy for you to think you didn't make a million dollars but you do have a million dollar business so you should be running it you know like um a, a major business now the basic or the average loan officer and or real estate agent, we're not going to be selling our book of business, but potentially you could the way you set it up. If you think two steps ahead, I right. mean, there's all things that you can do, but again, like you referenced, you may not be wanting to do that, but you can be setting yourself up for success for all of that to work for you for many, many years to come. Um, a gal that I worked with for years before she retired, she retired and was able to let her name speak for itself for two full years right. before she didn't make $1. Two full years, yeah. right? I mean, and she worked really hard over the 35 years to be mm-hmm. able to allow for that to soar for, for many more years, right? And so that was kind of like her business paying for itself yeah. over the latter part. So so what would you guide um, that real estate agent 
agent, maybe it's the average or maybe um, someone who has a larger team and or maybe somebody that is moving towards um, investing and developing um, and or the the owner here. Yeah. So first and foremost, if as early on as you can get it, make sure you're able to protect yourself, right? By any stretch of the imagination, you are your best financial asset, Mm -hmm. your ability to generate income, bring in more business and grow your business over a longer period of time. So doing things like getting the right insurances, disability insurance, life insurance at an early age, making sure you can transfer these things on to other people, and then starting to identify quickly who those people are around you who can take over your business and keep it running potentially. So the best thing we can offer someone as they continue to transition out, even if they don't have a business that's, again, worth five, six million dollars, is if you have people around you that can run the business and still give you a paycheck mm-hmm. <laughs> on the back end, right? While you're sitting on in the Cayman Islands somewhere mm-hmm. uh, enjoying your lifestyle. So that's where, again, depending on your situation, depending on um, where we find you in your life, that's where our recommendations come in. And that's why I really enjoy the comprehensive planning because it allows us so many different avenues to help you down. But again, protecting your income, hugely important. And then, um, you know, being as liquid as possible in these situations, right? And most people I run into, the liquidity is sitting in a bank account somewhere, right? Which banks love that, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? They're lending your money out at 10, 12% to you. Right. Um, but, you know, having things in places like investment accounts, um, you know, depending on how your um, retirement accounts are structured, that can be kind of tricky depending on liquidity needs. So, um, yeah, we focus a lot on maintaining enough liquidity over a longer period of time so you can really go through these economic downturns, but also come out on the back end a, a better business owner. Yeah, I mean, and I think what you just recently did by changing your mortgage and setting yourself up for success, which is going to be saving you thousands and thousands of dollars in your interest, right? Mm -hmm. Which then in turn allows him to have more equity, which in turn allows for more financial growth. So there's multiple things that you can be doing across, you know, the, the, um, the access here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really love it. I mean, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a hassle just to be real, a little bit of hassle to to go through your stuff and it's not what you'd like it to be at 70 years old, but it is what it is. I mean, let's all face reality. It is what it is, but to have that, you know, written down then and categorized and saying, okay, this, you have this in this column, this in this column, and what happened to this column and and this kind of heart to heart, you know, real, real life conversation. I told Connie though, after the first time that we met on our zoom meeting that, you know, one thing about this, it's so it's, it's generating a power of, I mean, a, an empowerment of now not just ignoring where we're at, Mm-hmm. But facing where we're at, and then coming up with some ideas on how to, you know, make it better. Yeah. You know, I, I'll never forget. You know, in two thousand or not two thousand nineteen ninety seven is when I left Florida to come up here to, to Tennessee, and uh, I had a, a good business going on down there. I was making about four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Back, imagine that back in ninety seven, and um, and I hired a business broker who said, "Yeah, your business is worth about." that amount of money about four hundred and fifty thousand dollars and i'm thinking okay so i in my mind i had a four hundred and fifty thousand dollars that was my that was my savings that was my life then i found out this little element here is that selling goodwill is not worth a whole lot yeah you unplug if you've got the goodwill and you unplug yourself from that equation just abruptly like that without taking somebody by the hand and helping them build it for years you know to then transition maybe that way instead I was convinced that, anyway, I won't, I won't talk about the music career and all the things that were going to be accomplished in that, 
but um, I was married to somebody at that time that was, you know, was great when where she was at and came here and things didn't work out. And, and, but it, but, but the point is that $450,000 a year business I had going on, it netted me $27,000 when the dust cleared. Right. Somebody gave me $27,000 for the, you know, the furniture and the, and the stuff, you know, and some listings that I had. Mm-hmm. And it was such a rude awakening. I promised myself this go around whenever that happens. Again, no, nothing, nothing happening soon. But I promised myself I would do it uh, far more smarter this time. Because one of the things I've seen happen as well is not only that kind of mistake, but I've also seen agents my age just let their business kind of peter out. Mm-hmm. Rather than maybe bring on a partner and start keeping it moving, keeping mm-hmm. it, you know, really that database, right. you know, staying top of mind. I think because we get tired, right? I mean, over mm-hmm. the last so many months, I mean, I think with the industry changing, many of us may be awakening to, wow, I've been exhausted, right? I just kind of stopped my business or I let it stop, <clears throat> you know, and so taking the time to, like you said, stop feel the pain of reorganization, you know, structuring um, and really planning. And, and I love that empowerment to see what could be tomorrow if you just made small tweaks, you know, and adding um, like a financial coach, right? I mean, somebody kind of guiding us in the direction of what steps are the right steps. I mean, we're all very successful in our own lane, right? I mean, I kind of giggle going, I'm good at this. I'm really good at this. I'm not so good at that and Mm -hmm. all the other things. And so I do need to connect, right? Get the hand holding from from another who can kind of help guide us um, in in making those hard decisions. And I think that's the other thing too, right? There's some decisions that are a little more difficult to make. And maybe we sit in limbo because we have to make a decision and we choose not to because it's just easier not to, right? And your guidance, it gives us the direction to make that decision. And as Monty will attest to, you know, from talking to Corky for a couple, we, we spend hours talking to people about what you want to do with your money. There's not one person I interact with that I recommend the same things to because Mm -hmm. everyone has a different view on their money, uh, a different growth mentality. You know, I have a person that wants to get into the cotton candy business right now. (laughs) I'm like, hey, if the metrics make sense, let's go for it. You know, you're young. candy. I know, right? It's delicious, right? So, but you nailed it on top of the head. And and I think until you get everyone in the same room, until there's some coordination behind things, you never have those conversations about what you want to have to do with your money. And also... The, what you're speaking about by creating a team around you and having that team support you in your exit, mm-hmm. that takes six, seven, ten years to really accomplish right. because you have to ensure that, one, those people are going to stick around. Two, they're financially compensated enough to want to continue to run right. your business. <clears throat> and there's a whole lot of other factors that go into that. So, yeah, when when we first spoke, it was, you know, hey, uh, we usually like to go six, seven eight yeah. years out but yeah. you know let's let's talk because we can we can do a lot of good we feel like mm-hmm. so yeah I, and one thing i loved about uh you and corky's conversation with us uh, a couple of weeks ago was you know let's talk about the why mm-hmm. you know and I, I mean that's that's basic for many of us you know we know the power of you know start with with why and so forth but watching this master at work yeah. i i had to smile because you could i could ask you why mm-hmm. tyler why do you want to do this sure and he said, well, tell me more about that. Yeah, well, you know, he's well, a wizard, yeah. <laughs> tell me more about that, Tyler. Yeah. And he, he asked like three layers deep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really impressive. I've sat there learning from mm-hmm. a guy who, uh, you know, I, it's, he's a master at it. But from a standpoint of, look, this is your plan. This is your world. This mm-hmm. is your life. Let's talk. What do you want it to look like? Sure. 
and why what what why is going to empower or power that that process you yeah. know i mean what do i need to remind you of that's going to help you stay on track mm-hmm. he's going to go he was taking notes he knows what our why is yeah he knows that connie wants to be able to to give mm-hmm. he knows that i want to make a difference as long as i'm on the planet with an industry that's treated me really well over the last 39 years yeah. i want to make a difference i want to leave a legacy i want to you know what people remember the tall gray-haired guy who who helped them in their real estate business that's yeah. what my why is yeah well how are you going to make that happen for the future so i really love the the process of interview and it wasn't uh hey fill this out wham bam thank you and, and you know um you know get on down the road and it was a really a, it felt like a heartfelt um, interview process, and and it's been multiple processes, you know. So yeah, and yeah. I love the fact that he uses the word important, because that the, the really deeper question is you can say something, but what's how is it important to you? What about this is important mm-hmm. to you? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people they've never had that conversation before. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they well, don't exactly. Have, you know, they just never been sat down and asked those questions. And yeah, he's an amazing mentor uh, to do that stuff with. And we learn a lot from sitting in conversations with him every day. But yeah. I don't want to sound crazy, but I think it's actually even helped Connie and I's relationship well, yeah. because money is obviously one of the biggest, you know, dividers probably of one person sees one thing and one yeah. thing is a priority or whatever. But I think, Honestly, I don't want to, you know, give him too much credit, but I think, I think he's actually... I'll tell him when I get back. Uh, helped our, you know, and not that it was hurting or something, but I, th- I feel, I, you know, I, I feel like we're more in line now of heading the same way together. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what it is. I think that's where the empowerment comes from, is being on the same page together with my spouse, that this is where we're... we're I mean, yeah. she doesn't have her plan, and I have my plan, and we don't, we don't cross paths because we don't want to, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. but... You know, I, I do appreciate that. Well, and I think along those lines, too, is uh, I've been asking a lot of younger people, because younger people ask me, you know, do you have these same conversations with people that are 65? I go, absolutely. Uh, because if you do it now, it's, as you alluded mm-hmm. to, it's way easier to, <laughs> to yeah. take care of this over a longer period of time. But, you know, I've asked, asked a lot of people about their philanthropic ideas. You know, do you want to give money to someone when you pass away, when you are no longer working? Do you want to provide? Because as business owners, you're providing not only for yourselves and for your family, but for all the people that work for you. Mm. So if you were unable to do what you were able to do, you're unable to provide the service. Then what happens to all the people underneath you? And that's one of our biggest, and and honestly, that's going to sound corny, but that's one of our biggest whys is we love our staff so much. And we love, we have such awesome relationships with many of our team members that, that that responsibility is as big as anything probably is as crazy as that sounds you know sometimes because you know people will come and go in your life and you have to be okay with that because you if you're coming from a place of contribution love and you want the best for them but that's a big part of our why is we just love we love with the people that we've surrounded ourselves with you know yeah i think that's a big reason why when we first conversed, we got along really well right off the bat. And that's why I like working with Kara, because when we conversed about some of those things, me and her connected immediately because of her background, how she feels about people and, and assisting people and connecting people. And, and that's really where we, that's really the heart of Peachtree Planning at that, that point in time. So tell us, m- tell us more about why um, a realtor watching this would be interested in, in uh, your services, um, Tyler. Yeah, I think it comes down to everything that we just spoke about. I mean, it's if, if my question becomes, when if, when's the last time you had everyone sit in a room and talk about your finances between your CPA, your accountant, um, the lawyer potentially who set up your operating agreements for your, you know, your property that you're developing? How many times have those people all spoken together? And are you as tax efficient as you believe? Are you as protected as you think you are? 
right? So, um, and from this perspective, a lot of the real estate people out there are listening are 1099 people, right? So there's no various insurances. There's nothing to protect your income. There's nothing to say what happens if I can't do what I need to be doing for my family, for, uh, for the people I care about. So we start there because we believe that's the most important thing to take care of right off the bat. And if you are searching for something like that, um, sometimes you're going to be searching for it in kind of a piecemeal manner. You, know, right. you might go to 17 different places to find the answer to the one thing you were looking for. <laughs> so right. we try to bring it all under one. Right. Roof. I, I love that, that you guys kind of cover everything yeah. or you have, you know, a direct resource that does. So how can somebody who's interested uh, watching this and interested in, in knowing more from you, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. So my email address is uh, tyler.a.johnson at peachtreeplanning.com. That's a, that's a lot of words. Say, to say. that again. <laughs> uh, tyler.a.johnson at peachtreeplanning.com. And then uh, your, your number is your direct number. That's is. my direct number. Yeah. So it's, it's a, if I call you, it's a Los Angeles number. So it looks like I'm spamming you all the time, but uh, yeah, it's, it's actually 818-263-7610. So text say, me. Say that again. 818 818- Two six three seven six one zero. So, text me, call me, shoot me an email. Love to have a conversation with you. See if we align again, especially if you're worried about this coming year and, and what your finances look like from a again a comprehensive perspective. If you're a person that's a business owner, definitely call me <laughs> because, mm-hmm. as we spoke about, we can do a lot of things to help you transition out in the manner you want. Give you a lot of options um, as long as you give us the opportunity to have those conversations. Yeah, I do encourage everybody to, to consider the topic here, you know, what we're talking about. Whether you reach out to Tyler and Peachtree or somebody else, get, get that topic on the forefront and don't keep putting it back like I did over the last, you know, 70 years, basically. You know, because the time goes by so quickly. We all know that. I mean, it is, again, now already 2023. I don't know what happened the last few years, let alone last year, you know. But but be the best defense is a better offense the better offense is approaching the topic with eyes wide open and arms you know ready to embrace the reality first of all so then we can move that reality to the direction that we want the most you know i mean it's they're not miracle workers but maybe they are i don't know um you know i'm so i'm looking forward to just being on the right path here over the next several years so that we do have uh, so I don't have to be uh, out there schlepping uh, yeah. folks around when I'm 85 right. years old. <laughs> hey, well, they say, you know, plan the work and then work yeah, the plan. That's so that's right. what you guys yeah, are doing. It starts with so planning the work. Absolutely. We're definitely, um, we're very grateful that you have joined us today. Learned, learned lots and definitely I think it's something that you want to look into for sure. No matter what age you are. Start yeah. early. We're grateful that you were with us today. Can't wait to have you come back. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate.